minutes after the 11 o'clock hour. Welcome into the whole show, powered by Chevron. I'm going to get into the Nuggets loss last night to the Sacramento Kings. That was rough. Talk about that in a moment. Poll question of the day is available at uh, on my uh, Twitter account, or my X account, at Whole Show. Are you paying ninety nine ninety nine to watch the Rockies this year? Go vote. Follow me there at Whole Show. I brought in our very own. I mean, he's he's as close to an insider as it gets with the Rockies. I mean, you he knows everything about the Colorado Rockies. Does he know everything about the TV situation, Tanner? Um, I, obviously, you're going to pay for this. You're you're paying for it. Yeah, I think so. I. I, I Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think you're paying for probably, you know, you're paying. I absolutely hate paying for streaming services. But yeah, this is one that I'm probably going to just have to do. Mm -hmm. I I, I, I'll be honest, I'm I'm probably not going to. I, I have so many services right now. Disney, Netflix, uh, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, all of it, plus my direct TV stuff that it's just it's becoming too much. Um, It doesn't look like a lot of people are willing to do that. But maybe if they get if they start off hot, you know, yeah. people start coming around and want to watch this team. No, I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if that happens. Either one of those things, I'd be surprised if the Rockies start off hot, or if people are going to come around to it. The the apathy has overtaken the Rockies organization from the fan base's perspective, and they're just they're 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 irrelevant right now. And this is only going to hurt it. This is really going to crush the game of baseball in the long term. And right now, you're going to see it with the Rockies because this isn't the Rockies aren't the only team going through this right now. There's a handful of teams. That the MLB finally had to just step up and say, "Okay, I guess we're going to take over what their broadcasting rights are going to look like." Um, and now you go to MLB.tv. If you get MLB.tv, it's two hundred dollars uh, annually, one hundred ninety nine. And you get all the games, every game. You get all baseball, no blackouts, anything like that. If you just want the Rockies, uh, then it's ninety nine ninety nine. Um, if you become an MLB PAA member, it's a fan membership for twenty. Twenty-five dollars. Uh, it knocks it down to only hundred bucks uh, a year for all of MLB TV. So okay. it'd be a total of one hundred and twenty-five dollars. You save seventy-five dollars. The, the fact that I'm confused about how I'm going to be able to watch the Rockies tells me that a lot of people out there aren't going to be watching the Rockies or work as hard to figure it out. Because I, I am one of the I am one of the diehards, uh, and I hate myself internally forever for that because this is the team that I love. But it, uh, it it's just brutal, man. It is absolutely brutal and. It, it it's not going to change for a long time. Angel, are you paying ninety nine ninety nine to watch the Rockies this year? Pro, no. Yeah. If they start win, like let's just hypothetical. What if they? What if they're ten and zero? Start the season. Nolan Jones well, is a superstar. Like I like the Rockies, but I like them more when they were convenient just to have on. Yeah. From work, like oh, I'll catch the last four five innings. I'm paying for it. It feels like I have to watch all of it. If I yeah, if yeah, I pay for it, it's I'm committing to that. Um, like maybe in wait. July. When yeah, there's no other sports. Can you on. just do it by a month, like a month base? Oh, I don't know. It's I nineteen something in. a month. Yeah. I, yeah, no. They they surely can let they'll let you just do a monthly. I think that's an option. Yeah. Yeah, because I could totally see a case where oh they're pretty good. Let's let's um let's pop that on in July and see how it goes, and then I'll just cancel it. If not, you're gonna have to wait until April twenty eighth. To watch this team, they will be on ESPN. What Sunday at two o five? They got an ESPN game against the Astros. Ah, that yeah, 
Yeah, so, watch the Rockies get their you-know-what kicked. It is a home game. Oh, wow. Yeah, how about that? 2.05 Sunday afternoon. That's a typical time where everybody sits down and watches watches so, games. It's a getaway game. It's a getaway game. There is a uh, There's apparently a free trial. For how long? I don't know. I don't want to click it and waste my free trial. <laughs> so people have asked this question, though. If I purchase this, will it be blacked out? And And the reason that it won't, Compared to what's going on with Altitude, Altitude exists, and yeah. it is airing Nuggets and Avalanche games, and it is on DirecTV. So if you subscribe to NBA League Pass, you will not get Nuggets games yeah. on there because there is a broadcast for it. And October 6th, AT&T Sportsnet shut down. They are closed. They're no longer a TV station. AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain, or whatever. They, they they have it set up. But that is why there will be no blackouts. I, I'm on the MLB uh, MLB.TV um, and it says right on there, Rockies.TV, stream Rockies game in the Colorado area with no blackouts in all uh, caps there. So there, there will be no blackouts uh, subject to national exclusivity. So that one game uh, that they've got uh, that's on national TV uh, against ES. Uh, against the Astros, that would be the only game that you wouldn't be able to watch on your little streaming service. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, so Altitude had talked about yeah. doing something with the Rockies. What what went down there? Do you know much about that I, situation? I don't. From what I understand, there was uh, language in the contract that would require Xfinity and Altitude to get something figured mm. out. And, uh, the, the, and, and I do want to be clear about this. It, it's not dead in the water that the Rockies could still be picked up by a cable network. So uh, like Channel 2 or one of those affiliates, like there's a chance that somebody could still go and and pick it up. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, I really don't think that's going to happen at this point. Um, But it just... You you look at baseball and baseball. Uh, traditionally, it's yeah, I think of small towns uh, where 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 you really have those baseball fans a little bit slower pace uh, than a lot, and and you're going to be having people out in rural areas who maybe don't have the greatest internet access, going to have to try and get on the smart TV, and it just it sucks for the fans. Um, and unlike unlike with the altitude stuff. Where it it was very simple. If you wanted to watch it, go and get DirecTV instead of Xfinity because you still have all your cable packages. This is an add-on. I mean, this is something else because if you were such a big Nuggets or Avs guy, you could drop Xfinity and go over or Comcast and go over to DirecTV, and it's about a wash price-wise. Right. Now, if I want to still watch my cable stuff, I've got to add an extra hundred dollars a year, which it, it, you know, for some people that I, it's I'm not, great. it's not that it's not crazy. No, and it's I'm just, grateful that it's not. Right. But can you justify it uh, for some people? I mean, that's that's a question. It just it really sucks for the fans that this is the way that it's going. And and Rob Manfred's an idiot. I cannot stand the uh, the MLB commissioner. He's just... I, finally, last year they made a little bit of a change, and look how much better it made the game. They finally, it's they rewrote the Constitution, and they said, "Okay, you can't take this long to throw a pitch." It helped the game a lot. Figure out the salary cap. Figure out how you can at least have some sort of competitive balance because we're going to watch the, the the Dodgers and the Braves and, and these teams just go and win 112 games every year, and you're going to be like, okay, hey, the Rockies made uh, you know made a couple million dollar profit this year. That doesn't do anything for the fans. Well, and this is the tough part too. And Dick Monfort gets a lot of flack, and, and rightfully so. He doesn't In always make the right for sure. decisions for the Rockies. But here here's the reality of the situation. When people ask for him to sell the team, 
you could take your personal bias aside, put it aside. I think a lot of people look at, sell the team and get a real million, get a bigger, mm-hmm. get a billionaire in here. Yeah, because no, Monfort's what a millionaire, seven hundred million. I think is you what, know, last time I checked his net if, worth. If, if the WalMarts came in and bought the Rockies, okay, yeah, you're in, you're in business now, right? Uh, the Cronkies come in and buy the Rockies. Maybe you're in business. That's kind of the thing with with Dick Monfort on this side of it. It's like sell the team to clear the path. Yeah. Because you don't have the money to compete. Well, and you've and, even said it. And, and he won't. Uh, he, he's been uh, ke- keeping this thing in the family, and he, he's got a couple of boys uh, that graduated from Eaton, I wouldn't actually. want to sell it. Right. And, and when you've got sons that are interested in it and working their way up through the ranks, like uh, Sterling Monfort was, uh, a, I mean, he was on the grounds crew when he started, and he's working his way up. Now, obviously, if you're the, the owner's son, you're probably going to get promotions a little bit quicker. But, um, you know... It, the Walmart family would be dynamite baseball owners because there is no salary cap and they can just outspend everybody. Um, it, it, it sucks. I, that's kind of the takeaway. Normally, I've got some some sort of de- side of delusional spin that I can put onto something and say, "Hey, here's the positive." There's no positive coming out of this. The Rockies are going to lose out on uh, their streaming money that they that they at least would get, would have got from AT and T Sportsnet. Uh, not as many fans are going to be able to watch the games, uh, and, it, and it sucks. It's good for the radio. I like. I'm happy for Jack and Jerry. Uh, they're both going to be very excited because that's going to be the easiest way to catch the Rockies is uh, via the radio. Yeah. Um, so when you when you look at this going forward, you were saying maybe maybe they could work out some kind of a deal. Maybe eventually there's something that could happen, and and I guess ultimately we'll see. Uh, but that that's going to be a killer for the Rockies fans. I mean, it's probably going to hurt. I would imagine that hurts. I'll be curious to see if it hurts any kind of attendance. Yeah, because when I, you're watching no, games, they're promoting, but yeah. they're promoting different nights. They're promoting their Star Wars night. They're promoting all that stuff through the TV broadcast where people go, oh, I'm going to purchase those tickets. That's a heck of a deal. Now, they'll promote it through other things, mm-hmm. I'm sure, but that's your number one yeah. outlet for marketing your team. I don't think it will. I think Coors Field is still uh, such a unique stadium. And what I mean, in Denver, that's just the thing to go and do on a summer evening, a summer afternoon, whatever. Let's just go to a Rockies game. And who cares if we watch the game? That's the sentiment of a lot of people who are at the games. Let's go to the party deck and get hammered. Let's go and just take the kids there and hang out for a bit. Let them run around and see Dinger. Like there's not a lot of true diehard baseball fans uh, there. So I, with that being said, I no, I, I don't think it'll affect attendance if it does. Look for Dick Monfort to aggressively pursue uh, some sort of a, uh, a cable cable thing because that's the thing that Dick is really good at doing is just making sure that the team makes money or at least breaks even. Yeah. And if he sees this start to go down, he will find a way to get it done. Tanner, I also wanted to bring you on. Uh, we don't have to get too deep into it, but yesterday, obviously, and you know, with your show, Good Morning NoCo, you guys are talking everything. You're talking yeah. news, sports, politics. You get into it. Um, I'm not really looking at the political angle of this, but yesterday at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade, we had we had a shooting, and I wanted to bring you in and kind of give us some details on that uh, and and what you know at this stage. As of what we've learned, uh, there is one dead. Uh, a radio show host was shot and killed uh, during this. A mother of two uh, was killed in this. Uh, at least eight children 
are wounded, uh, nearly two dozen people overall. Uh, three uh, shooters have been apprehended. One of them uh, was apprehended by citizens and civilians. Uh, they saw the shooter running away from uh, from the, the uh, scene, and the civilians stepped in and tackled one of the shooters. There is no motive that has been released yet for uh, these three active shooters who opened up fire at Union Station. Um, but this was not just, I mean, this was everybody who was fleeing from this. I mean, this was Jackson Mahomes. There's some stories coming out about, you know, Jackson Mahomes comforting a child who got separated from their parents. Uh, you know, the mayor of Kansas City was fleeing with his wife as well. This is something that uh, really hit home. And, and yeah, you're going to hear a lot of the same noise uh, that always happens when, when one of these happens. But uh, plain and simply, and I know you believe in this too, Brady, what we can do as we sit here is prayers and thoughts. And I know that people want, uh, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that. That The power of prayer is, I still believe, very powerful, and, and that's what we have to offer right now. But again, three uh, shooters have been apprehended. We're not sure what the motive is, uh, and uh, at least one dead and, and uh, eight children shot uh, as of now. It's it's just devastating. And, and I, 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 I did tweet something last night. I took it down. I, I just don't want to get into that. But it was very middle kind of ground. I, again, that's my point. We Why can't we, as a country... Find middle ground. I see all the tweets. I see the you know, Rich Eisen went out, said we have a gun problem, and and then the other sports people come out. They just come up with these bold hits right off the bat. We have a gun problem. We have this happening. Um, you have the other side that might say, well, no, it's it's a mental health situation. It's a it's a it's a personal situation going on. I, I just don't understand why there's no middle ground there because I'm not saying the way you purchase a gun is necessarily easy, hmm. uh, obviously, or is is, is uh, difficult, I should say. Right. But why why is it that way? It, my a couple of answers is and Andy Leclaire, uh, Bernalulli Leclaire, of course, a great sponsor here on the show. He he stopped by this morning, was talking about it, and he read, you know, he read the Second Amendment word for word, and and it says shall not be infringed upon uh, the right to bear arms shall not be. So what does that look like? And that's the argument uh, from the legal world. But hey, plain and simple, Brady, is that too many people. Uh, make too much money from campaigning and running uh, on on these things. Of I'm going to protect your guns. Stay I'm, yeah, on I, this side. I'm going to protect your guns. I'm going to take the guns. Um, and, and the NRA and, and and the other organizations on on the other side, they just make so much money that it it, it honestly it, it's kind of the same thing with a lot of what's going on in the world. There's people who just make so much money that in a broken system that they don't want to change because they're the ones benefiting from broken systems. Now, obviously, these these stories they get all the attention mm-hmm. if there's a group a gigantic group of people and there's a shooting it gets a lot of attention because that hits home with people because you go to a parade you don't expect to get shot you go to you send your kids to school you don't expect a school shooting and, and one of my thoughts here is like this stuff is happening every day mm-hmm. not mass shootings they call it mass shootings but there are gun fights there are those kind of things literally happening every single day that don't get the attention and i get it news outlets can't cover every mm-hmm. single crime that happens but i just i always find it interesting people flare up and get really into this discussion when it's like some people will tell you man we deal with this on a daily basis right no it, and that's exactly right and it's that was a very uh, astute point when you said they call these mass mass shootings because they sometimes they 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 can be but there's other times where they'll call it mass 
pass if it's over three or four people. So the phrasing on things is very important as people uh, do learn about this. But yeah, Brady, it is something where um, the the celebrities, uh, people feel like uh, uh, when when something like this happens at a sporting event, if these uh, people are in the sporting world, it feels like that's their time to uh, uh, apply their opinion. Who knows? There's pressure coming from X, Y, or Z about it. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's such a tragedy, and it's something that I can't even fathom. And, and I'm seeing some of the videos circulating around on social media. I mean, you're talking about just about a million people, and this is what this is why we love sports. This is why I, I love listening to your show and and just escaping things because there's. I got to be honest, it's hard doing some of the parts of my job every morning, reporting on a lot of the negativity every single morning. This is why I love sports is we had about a million people at that parade yesterday. 500,000 of them Democrats, 500,000 of them Republicans, and they didn't give a damn. They were there to celebrate. They were united. And three blankety blanks are three disgusting individuals uh, ruined that and took that moment of in this country where you can't find uh, a time where you don't care what the person sitting across from you, which way they voted, they did this, X, Y, or Z. You're just there to celebrate a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and it's just despicable, and my heart goes out to everybody involved. There is a story that came out from uh, ESPN News Services that authorities in Kansas City said Thursday that the mass shooting that left one person dead and 22 injured um, it appeared to stem from a dispute between several people. That's, I mean, so that's coming out right now. They have not confirmed that right. just yet, but there was some kind of a dispute and then it took it, it took off from there. That is that's interesting um, because we had something similar with the Denver Nuggets parade where there was a dispute that happened uh, between two parties. Shots rang out um, for twenty two individuals to get shot. That sounds a little weird to that me. Does to sound be honest. weird because if you think it's a dis- unless it's just like crossfire and all that stuff, but yeah, but I, I, I that that I would be surprised if that's where they officially land on on this uh, statement. That seems a little weird uh, because if it was a dispute between multiple people, you know, then you're looking at just a few. But I, I don't know. I haven't read this. Obviously, I'm no, just hearing and, it and now. It's but. not confirmed. It just came out. You know, that's they're they're looking into that at this stage. Um, it's just, it's awful. It, it is awful. And, you know, I know when you say thoughts and prayers, a lot of people get upset with that because they're like, we got to do something. Okay. Well, when you go on your Twitter accounts and your ex's accounts and your Facebook accounts and you just go with these bold, flat out, get rid of this or this is the problem, that's that's part of the issue Yeah, is you're just going to keep furthering your agenda the other side's going to keep furthering their agenda, and who and you're voting for those agendas. So then you come out with your bold statements, and that's where you are, and then that just creates more division. Um, I, I I look at some of the situations I've seen in my life. You know, just growing up in Eastern Colorado. You know, I, I had a friend that he had a lot of different guns, and I always thought he probably shouldn't. You know, I so that that part is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other side, I go. There is a, and I know this personally too. There is a mental health crisis, and I had a text yesterday. That says there's not mental health around the the, the rest of the world because there's not mass shootings there. Go to some of these countries, bro. I mean, go to some of these countries and tell me that they have it better. 
You know, and that's that's what drives right. me insane. But I know we have a mental health crisis going on, and those that deny that also part of the problem. No, it absolutely is. This is what, we, and we talked about this in length this morning. But there there are so many different things that go into this. Either mental health uh, that we have more guns on the streets than than any other country. There's there's and that's zero a pro- doubt problem about that. too. But my philosophy, and this is me speaking. I know we're, we're kind of getting the weeds, but. The the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And that's always been my philosophy because right. the bad guys will find a way to get the guns. We see that. But also, I want people, those people who are posting that out there, Rich, all these guys, follow up when they learn more about these individuals. Because if this was a dispute, first thing my brain goes to is, okay, probably gang-related. You get that Could many be. people there, gang-related. Okay? Yeah, not a lot of people settle disputes with guns, no, quite like gangs do. Exactly. So then let's go back and say, okay, were the guns require, uh, acquired from these three people legally? That's what was point. the gang affiliation? But nobody will go do that. This story will blow over, and it, it and this is what drives me crazy about our industry, about the media industry. We're going to be on to the next thing by tomorrow. Yeah, I would. I agree with you. I would like. You know, and some people we don't, don't we don't want to we don't want to talk about these bad guys that are doing it. We don't want to glorify what they did at all. And you're not. You need to learn what their motives were. What went? What was really the situation going on there? Um, and and where it started, what it stemmed from. Yeah. And that that's how you begin, I believe. But it's just it's frustrating because you do get a lot of blanket statements right now. You do, and, and there's something to to consider is that guns don't fire themselves. It, it takes somebody to pull that trigger. And as Andy was telling us this morning, he's seen both sides of this in, in, in his, you know, being a criminal defense attorney. He's seen domestic violence, uh, 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 domestic violence victims save their own life by pulling the trigger of a gun. He's seen that side of it where it, it, the, these blanket statements have to stop. Now, he said, we, I've seen the other side, too, where there are the, the violence is made because of the gun. There's zero doubt about that. But we have per capita more guns than any other country in the world. When you have more and you've got more people and we have a horrible mental health system uh, and, and really just a whole health care system as a whole that is starting to crumble a little bit, this is what it leads to. Guns don't fire themselves. People pulling the trigger do that. And it's just so sad. I mean, to the point where the the, cross, the thought crossed my mind, do we stop having parades? Do we stop celebrating this? Because it seems inevitably that something like this is going to happen. We see it, saw it with the Denver Nuggets Championship Parade. We see it now with the with the, the Kansas City Parade. It's just, it's, 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 it's a damn shame. Yeah, it, it is. And, and again, you go to, you could go to both sides of this, but until both sides are willing to put their swords away yeah. and not just have these aggressive conversations, oh, no, it's cut and dry, get rid of those guns. And last time I checked, and, and this is what I've, I, I always go to this, um, killing is illegal, correct? Correct. Correct. And they haven't changed that law they or anything. Not. So you're already committing a crime. So you mean to tell me they get stricter gun policies, they tighten it up even more. Criminals can't find a way to get their hands on guns because last I checked, meth's illegal, drugs are illegal. That's all over the freaking place. Yeah, I mean that is everywhere. So no, and there's some stuff too where I, if you've listened to the morning show, I've said it, and, and I'm not afraid to say I'm a registered Republican in the state of Colorado, and a lot of Republicans instantly, as soon as you say anything about gun control or anything like that, their red flags go up like crazy, and it's don't. T- Okay, but let's have a conversation about this. There are stories out there uh, of young men and women who went to buy a gun um, to kill themselves, 
and they have had to wait a couple of, you know, and they're trying to push this now to three days. They've, they have to wait for three days. That gives the family another chance to intervene. That gives them a chance to drop their emotions, you know, and, and things like that. It, there, the, it's a conversation that has to be had. But again, Brady, I'm afraid that it's just it makes too many people too much money where they actually would ever uh, do something about it. And that's a shame as an American citizen. Well, I appreciate you coming in and kind of talking to us a bit about that because, again, this is where – News, politics, sports collide. I hate that yeah. that it happens, but what, more importantly, I hate that someone lost their life. Yeah. You know, and and it didn't need to happen. So it's just a, it's Mo- terrible. It's mother awful. too, mother too. She was doing a radio show out there. Um, yeah, it, it, and we have a lot of friends and colleagues oh, yeah. that have gone down. We went down to the Denver parade last year, right? And doing just that, they were working. They were covering a parade. Yeah, and it's. It doesn't matter who it is, but certainly hits home for people like us mm-hmm. that might eventually be in some of those kind of deals. Exactly right, man. 30 minutes after the hour. Tanner, appreciate you, man. Uh, save up that money so you can go purchase yeah. the Rockies. Well, well, with all the money games. that I'll make off of betting on the Rockies yeah. this year. Well, yeah. To maybe, lose. Maybe bet on them to, to do some of that, too. 30 minutes after the hour. Angel, will take a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFK. Stay up to speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, what's going on? This is Justin Adams with CBS4 down in Denver, Colorado, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Certainly a sensitive topic when you talk about what happened yesterday at the parade. Um... I did want to share some of the like the kind of cool stories. Obviously, you have the the guys tackling the shooter. I mean, that was absolutely. You, sometimes you see great acts come from awful, terrible things. And I want to, you know, obviously that guy. Those those guys said I was watching the interview. I, I can't think of his name right now, Angel. Maybe if you can get his name for me. Um, I was watching his interview last night, and he just said. People were shouting, "Hey, tackle him! Take that guy down!" And he said, "I didn't give it a second thought. I knew, I, you know, I just took off and brought him down. And then another guy jumped on top. Two guys were laying on the guy until the uh, police could get over there. Uh, it's heroic stuff, right there. Another another story, uh, just a show of compassion. Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Trey Smith is getting onto a bus. You know, they're all trying to get people out of there." He was comforting a little boy that was just absolutely terrified. He had Trey Smith had a WWF WWE title belt with him. You know everybody's doing that now, and he uh, shared the belt with this little boy. Kind of gave it to him to calm him in the aftermath of the mass shooting. He was on Good Morning America and said, uh, "I was thinking, what can I do to help this guy out? I just handed him the belt and said, "Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you, man." We've got your back. And what was the guy's name, Angel? Uh, his name was Paul. Paul? Okay. And just, I mean, those are the guys you want to you want to really lift up and promote and give them the credit that they certainly deserve. So um, on this other story, with I, just, I thought this was really cool. Trey Smith uh, and James Winchester were among a couple of players and people sheltering in a closet um, and that these guys were were kind of really they were really helping to keep people calm in this situation. Head coach Andy Reid, he took time to uh, comfort others at the scene and I'm sure this again this happened a lot of people were doing this. A lot of people were trying to come together 
because you don't know what's going on. You know, as we're watching from the outside, we're seeing, okay, maybe they've got him detained. They've got the shooters now. They don't know that when they're running around. I mean, maybe they can pick up their phone and stuff, but at that point, you're freaking out. You're just trying to get to safety at this stage. So just how awful, Angel. I mean, you know, you go to a parade. You go there to have fun. You go there to to honor your 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 Super Bowl winning team. And the next thing you know, you're running for your life. Just terrifying. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Um, you know, again, this is a sports talk show, so we're going to get away from it. We're going we're gonna to talk about sports. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we saw last night. Um, I thought Wyoming might do it, Angel. I thought they might do it. It was it was close. It was a very close game. But what did Cody tell us? Cody Tucker was on yesterday from 7220sports.com. We we needed to see Mason Walters go off from the three-point line. He was 0 for 3. 0 for 3 had 16 points, though. Um, Wenzel had 24 points. He was a monster in that game. But ultimately, Utah State just started shooting the lights uh, out out of the place when they when they got rolling in that second half in front of a pretty modest fan showing there in Wyoming. I get it. It's Valentine's Day. It's late. But that's certainly not going to help Jeff Linder's uh, cause. I guess. Well, it probably will help his cause. He's wanting to do more. How do we get more? How do we get people out there? Uh, ESPN had it at 3,400 people. Out of 11,000? Isn't that what their capacity is? Ooh. I mean, I'm watching the game, and you're just seeing all. And this was a fairly close game. It was like a three-point game, five-point game until like the last two or three minutes. So this was a good game, and it's against the the top team in the Mountain West Conference. But it's, I mean, the 8 o'clock thing and Valentine's Day. Yeah, 8 o'clock is real late for, come on, kids. And you got school tomorrow, but let's go watch three hours of basketball. That's tough. And I don't fault, I don't fault anybody for that one. You know, that, sorry, the timing is just terrible at that stage. But it was a close game. And Wyoming showed you, hey, they can... They can compete with anybody, I think, with anybody in this conference. They can if they have a really good night. But ultimately, this this Aggies team is just, I don't know how they're doing it, man. They just took it, took this thing by storm, surprising everybody. 40 minutes after the hour, let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. This is Kelly Lyle with the Fort Collins, Colorado, and your CSU Insider on the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Thursdays at Cable's Pub and Grill, smothered burritos for just ten ninety nine. It's Fiesta Thursday. House margaritas for $4. That's Cable's Pub and Grill. Check them out online. Check out the full menu and all their specials at cablespubandgrill.com. First Advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Weird night for the Nuggets last night, Angel. Now, I, I went into this game saying, let's just get... Let's just get to the break. Just get to the all-star break. I don't even care if you lose this game. The Nuggets have now lost three in a row to the Kings, the Bucks, the Kings again. But Denver was up 16, and I, I get it. Jamal's out, KCP's out, but you're up 16. Outscored 31-24 in the fourth quarter. Outscored 30-21 to in the third. And Darren Fox just decided to absolutely have an amazing second half. 30 points, 8 assists, and 8 boards for him. Weird night for Joker. Do you think Joker was kind of in that mindset too? Like, 
let's just get let's just get done. And now I got to go do this All Star Weekend stuff. Let's get that over with. I'm ready for the All Star Weekend to just be done. Yeah, I think that's the sense you're getting from the players, the coaches that we need this break just to not reset, but kind of just reboot our mindset and the mentality of this team. Obviously, the injuries the last two weeks have just been weird. Guys playing, guys not playing, resting, whatever it is. Um, And the truth is, you've played the most games of any NBA team. You've played probably the hardest schedule of any NBA team. And, you know, it's it's tough to repeat. I know that we still got a few months before we start talking about that, but... I'm not hitting panic or no. Like, oh my gosh! I'm kind of blow it up. It's all over. I'm kind of at the stage of like I just want the break here to see, I want to see how they respond after the All Star break. Like I said, going into that game last night, I had no expectations. I mean, if you're up 16, it's disappointing that you lost. The Kings are a good basketball team. The concerns are all still the same. Yes, and mostly the bench. Yep. Um, and I found a stat this morning that I thought was interesting. At the exact same point last year, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and Christian Brown were minus 477 with Jokic off the floor. This year, with Reggie Payton and Christian, they are minus 361. How about that? So, flashback to last February, when we were talking about this Nuggets team, we had a lot of concerns about the bench. And then they, those concerns are still there, and they turn them on in the playoffs. Turn them on, yeah. But we still got a ways to go. We do. If if but if this doesn't, and this is going to be an interesting question because again, I'm Michael Malone is an awesome coach. You you don't want to be done with that guy. But I just got to ask this question: with the way that they orchestrate their team, we would all say everything goes through Nikola Jokic, right? Yeah. I mean that is what they practice. That is what they live by. So. Yeah, when Joker is off the floor, he's an amazing player, so you're not going to be as good. Do they rely too much on the Joker? This is our philosophy. It is we everything goes through him. So when you so you do see that drop off, you see a drop off on any team on the bench. Every team in the NBA, you see the same thing. It's a drop off when your stars are out. But this team, we've we've said it before. No team means as mu- or no player means as much to his team. As Nikola Jokic, right? Yes. I think we that's fair to say. Murray's not the same guy. Gordon's not the same guy on a consistent basis without Nikola Jokic. And if this pattern continues, and and maybe Peyton Watts and Christian Brown, Reggie Jackson can't pick it up into the bench, you look at how how do we need to change? Do we need to change kind of not our philosophy? It's going to be all things Joker, but you maybe put that full court press on finding that true backup center that's like. Nikola Jokic, that real facilitator. Yeah, I mean, Jokic's best traits are his passing and his basketball IQ, his vision on the floor is incredible. He's not the best defender. None of us would ever say that, but you make up for that with Aaron Gordon and KCP. But when the the starters are out there, when Jokic has the ball, everybody is moving. Mm -hmm. When he's out there with the bench, Jokic gets the ball, nobody's moving. And it's kind of, oh, we're going to just see what Jokic does. No, he does what he does when you are moving, cutting, getting off of screens, doing things to get him to look at different places on the court, and he's able to find those open lanes to pass the ball. Well, there's just nobody that that's close to Nikola Jokic. I mean, you bring Jamal Murray out, okay, we're going to put Reggie Jackson in. He's not the same guy, but... 
he can do some of the things that Jamal does. You bring, and, and I know that's why they drafted Julian Strother, you bring Porter out, hopefully Strother can be that guy that takes up his spot. Um, you, you put KCP on the, uh, you know, if he's hurt or he's out, whatever, you know, Peyton Watson's supposed to be able to come in. Aaron Gordon is, is supposed to be, was supposed to be Zeke Naji. You're at least drafting and looking for those guys that can come in and be that secondary option for you. With Joker, there is no, tr- they have no true backup center. And for a team that has said our philosophy is through a passing center. They don't have anybody else that plays that position that's even close. DeAndre Jordan is not a passing center. So, again, I'm not, I, I, I love those stats you bring up because I believe in Peyton Watson. I believe that Christian Brown, something will click. He had a bad game again last night. He was one of six. I do feel like something will click. Mentally, you're the champs. You're getting everybody's best every night. You need to get over that all-star break. Now you, you, you put your best foot forward and you, you go on a heck of a streak here. You go on a heck of a run. But if that doesn't happen, you got to think, man, the Nuggets in the, in the offseason, whatever happens, no matter how far they go, still need to find a, a compliment to Nikola Jokic. Yeah, and my biggest thing is that two of the last three games you've been missing two starters. You know, True. I go back yeah. to that Lakers game a couple of weeks ago, and I know it's the Lakers. They're not that good, and we, you still, you know, you handled them, but not as much as you probably should have. But we've seen this team come together when all when they're all healthy, they're all playing in the rhythm. Just how dominant they really are. I think not having KCP out there and Jamal out there takes a lot from those starters. It puts more pressure on MPJ and Aaron Gordon, and it forces guys like Reggie Jackson, who we knew coming in, hey, you're the first guy off the bench, you're the point guard. Now you got to start. Now you have to facilitate this offense. You have to try to mimic that two-man game with Jokic as, as best you can. Peyton's still a young guy who's still learning. He has his great nights. He has his bad nights. And Christian Brown, we all love him. He's the second-year guy, too. Yeah, uh, it's true. They have a two of the guys they rely on most for, off the bench, outside of Reggie Jackson, are in year—both of them are in year two. Yeah, and sophomore slump is a thing Yeah, in every sport. Dixon says the two starters being out hurt in two big ways. Needed Murray's scoring and needed KCP's defense on Fox. They had no answers for him and seemed disinterested in trying to stop him. With those guys out, Joker has to be special, and he wasn't. They'll be okay, just a bad matchup when Joker isn't special. I've been seeing another narrative go around with the Nuggets about officiating. And people are on Twitter saying, Malone needs to call out the officials because they're not getting treated fairly. He'll go is get a fine. Uh, yeah, is it worth to have him get fined for it? I don't know. To put another a negative reputation on the team. No, let's talk about it. Eleven fifty-two. The time. It's uh, the whole show powered by Chevron. We'll take a short break here. Wrap up hour number one. Let's get into that discussion. Should Malone be more vocal about the officiating? Because I, I agree, the officiating toward the Nuggets is awful. We'll be right back. The Bears and the Rams have two of the best college basketball players in the country. Will they be enough to lead their teams to the big dance? For all things no-go sports, keep it here on 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. This is Miles Bloomhart, sports editor at the Fort Collins, Colorado, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KFKA. When I was still your golden boy, back before you went away. Blue. 
Should Michael Malone be a little more vocal, Angel? Should he be taking the refs to task in his postgame interviews? That's what you hear. You know, coaches do that a lot, and maybe they get fined, but it does draw some attention where the NBA is taking a look. The Nuggets are what? Where are they ranked as far as free throw attempts this year? Average free throw attempts per game. The Nuggets are 20.7. That's best for 28th in the league. Wow. Only in front of San Antonio and Charlotte. That, I mean, that's just as much as, as much Nuggets basketball as I watch. Seeing Nikola Jokic in the paint. I mean, he's, he lives there. He, he can score outside and stuff, but he starts a lot of his stuff from in the paint. He's going hard in the paint. It's just crazy to me that that alone, like he's not getting to the free throw line more. Well, and the top two teams that do average the most free throws is Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Which is, that makes, I mean, that makes sense. When you have They're your, at 25 plus. When your number one guy, and I know Embiid's out, but is doing a lot of his work inside the paint, you would you would think that they would be leading the league in, in free throw attempts, or they'd be among the top. Not the case for the Nuggets. Second hour coming up next. Big news coming up. Big in our top story of the day. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. We'll be right back.